Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm one of your hosts, David, and we have... Michael joining us. Say hello to Michael. Hey, everybody. And, of course, Kyle, who's on time and just, I love him. Hi, Kyle. (laughs) Hello. Happy Sunday. (laughs) Well, I do. I love her. She's fun. Um, How was your weekend so far, Kyle? Um, It's been fun. I mean, I had a long day on Friday at work. I didn't leave till. 7.30, 7.30, but it was okay because I was researching um, male models, so that was fine. That, that oh, killed some time. Um, I know my job sucks. Oh, um, dear. <laughs> so then I came home, um, had some pizza, and then caught up on TiVo. I caught up on Pretty Little Liars and some other stuff I had TiVo, so that was fun. And then yesterday I went to a drag brunch for a friend's birthday, which was too much fun. So that was nice. I saw. All I saw was Kyle on one side, a drag queen on the table, <laughs> and then guys on the other. No, literally on the table in heels yeah. and a bathing suit. I'm like, what yes. is going on? <laughs> she is hilarious. She insults everybody there. It's hilarious. But she does these numbers, oh, and God. she kind of like stops doing numbers midway because she gets tired and bored. But she'll go outside <laughs> and sing. It's really funny. She's, she's just a dude. So we've been there before. What's her um, name? Th- Logan Hardcore. Um Oh but God. funny, but no. The funny story is yeah, we were sitting way, bad. we were sitting way in the back, okay. And they had this couple, well, this group of four right behind us. And I mean, we had this long table for ten, and there was a table for four. Oh, they yeah, were like basically right on us. So they and they were all there was three young girls and a hot, cute young boy, young guy. Anyway, one of the girls mm. they got proceeded to get tanked on mimosas. The girl who looked like Alexis Bledel ended up throwing up on the floor. And then they just kind of like they the drag queen finally just was like told them to leave like to get out because they were too drunk. So they left, and then after this other party left, she said, "Okay, now gays front and center." And so she moved it to another table <laughs> and proceeded to joke about the girl throwing up at the bar, throwing up on the floor. It was hilarious. So it was a it was a long day. It was fun. But there is no drag queen that doesn't make fun of you know people and then just goes after the straight guy. Oh, I know. It was whole, well. She kind of left them alone. They, well, the gay, the guy was gay. Oh, he good. was like, you could just tell because he had he was like literally sitting behind a friend of mine, and you could tell like he would go on Grinder and he would find my picture and he's showing my picture to his friends. And I'm like, I can totally see what you're doing. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then you got his number and you guys hooked up. Well, no. Then I marked him as a favorite so I can see him. <laughs> oh my! And and found out that he has a hairy and found out that he has a hairy chest. So, oh, okay. <laughs> you did some research. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I know how to, I do my research. <laughs> anyway, and how are well, you, David? <laughs> unfortunately, I have to follow up that story. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I actually had a very boring weekend. Um, I was telling Kyle and um, Michael off air that. I'm unexpectedly getting a new car, which I think, you know, everybody 
the the gay guys kept getting sick of hearing me talk about my damaged car. And, you know, I got a little emotional um, at the fact that I was getting rid of my car because I had been through so much with that car. I mean, we, we've literally been through a lot, and I know that sounds kind of stupid, but, um, yeah, I got kind of emotional having I realizing that I'm going to have to give it up and get a new car. And I already have the name for my new car. Her name is going to be Cookie. Like Cookie Lions from Empire, so I'm very excited uh-huh. about that. Of course, of um, course. <laughs> she's not black; she's gray, but she's still fierce as shit. So, Cookie, it is. Oh, I'm gonna call it Cookie my, L. My favorite car name someone ever had. He had a Toyota Celica, and her name was Connie. Connie Celica. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you totally just dated yourself, big time. I love that. I Do they still make that no car? Idea who Connie Celica is. I don't know if they still make a Celica. Oh, oh they should. Cause I don't think good. so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so of course, yesterday I I worked overtime. I actually did not go to the movies because I had seen everything out. So I just came home. Uh, you seen um, crap. You haven't seen. Uh, did you see? I hear the. Have you heard that the horror movie It Follows is supposed to is out? It's supposed to be really kind of boo scary. Have you heard about that, that one? That looks so scary that I might not see it. And I know that sounds weird, but I've learned my lesson with scary movies. I saw The Grudge when it first came out. I was petrified for two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> and then I saw The Grudge too, like an idiot. And I thought, oh, my God, if I put my covers over me, I'm going to slip through the bed and I'm never going to be seen again. Literally, I'm done with scary movies. I'm we so watched them at home? I can't handle the theater. Them. What? Will you watch scary movies at home? Is it just like the theater experience is too much, or is it just you, you don't do it at all? So monster movies don't scare me. It's the realistic movies that scare the shit out okay. of me. The okay. psychological, mind-fuck-you movies, they scare the crap out of me. Okay. Like I The Conjuring, it. I didn't really... I don't know. That wasn't that scary. I was afraid to watch it, but I watched it, and it wasn't that scary. Um, the ring scared me mm. just because I have, I always have a TV in my bedroom and I kind of put like a sheet over my TV for a long time when I was going to bed. Um, yeah. Unless you have a VCR, I don't think that movie can work anymore. So you're probably good. I at the time did have a VCR. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but now, Which movie? You know, not scary. Uh, the ring. Oh. They made uh, they yeah. made a, a uh, gay, they made a they made a gay porn version of the ring called the hole and apparently if you, like if you watch the tape you would turn gay within seven days and a coworker of mine from like ten years ago his brother um, had a scene in the movie he played the concierge so he just had a solo scene he wasn't with anybody because you know he wasn't actually gay he just wanted a paying job um, so every time someone says the ring I just I, I, that, I go to that I think of the other movie instead. Which, I know, need I saw, to watch that movie. I saw both of them. I saw both of them. They were both good in their own way. I need to see that movie. <laughs> um, now, when you say solo scene, was he, like, you know, relieving himself? He was. He was at the desk. I believe it was, like, the desk <gasps> of the concierge, and, and there wasn't, you know, like, it was a slow night. <laughs> there to do. David. <laughs> relieving himself sounds like he went to, he, he urinated on film as opposed to something else. Hey, I don't know what kind of gay movie it is. He could have been. Oh, well, it was, it, no, no, it wasn't that. But 
Yeah, just a little piece of um, trivia. I don't know if anyone remembers that movie, but check it out. It's there. Yes, and just so you know, Michael's co-worker's brother, Bill Clinton himself, right there. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right um, there. So, Michael, you'll have to Michael? Um, you'll have to privately message us his name, and we can look him up. <laughs> yes, privately message. I know he had a fake name for the movie, as many people do. Um, so I'll, have to, I'll do a little research. Was it like Jackhammer or something like that? I don't even. I don't even remember. I don't <laughs> own the movie. I like. I saw. Like we all found out about this ten years ago, and we decided. Well, clearly we need to watch this, so we of got course. it. And, <laughs> and and there it was. So um, yeah, I'll find out. Don't worry. Well, My James Vanderbeek admitted he saw the bus. I mean, that's amazing. Oh. amazing part. Well, James Vanderbeek admitted that he got a he got a um, he got a copy of Dawson's Crack as a joke. That was the point <laughs> in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Oh, um, speaking of that, do you um, remember yesterday, Michael, when um, Samantha Newark was saying that, um, what was it, Jizz Times Energy, or what was it? Yes, yes. <laughs> and she loved it. She was a big fan of that. <laughs> and I, I, so believe, I believe she was asked, what, did you, what do you think about um, um, Jizz and the holograms? And she said, I love Jizz. And I was like, you just said that on air. That was the best. <laughs> So. That's so funny. Um, so I have to admit, um, someone's calling in, and I have no idea how to like get them on the air with before screening them. So I don't want to just bring them on. I don't know who it is. Um, so we could be in trouble. If you could tweet, what? Huh? What? So we could be in trouble. Well, no, I just don't know who it is because I didn't expect anybody else. Um, Anyway, um, if you could tweet me who you are, I'll see if I can add you. It's DLQuinn76 uh, on Twitter. Thanks. Uh, Michael, how was your weekend? Um, Pretty boring. Um, I didn't do a whole lot. We had um, um, this weekend at the college I work for, we had um, admitted student weekend. So it's, it's all the students that have been accepted, but they haven't said yes yet. So they plan a weekend for them to show them the school one more time and try to entice them into saying yes. And so... Um, yeah, we so we just had a lot of more some prospective students on campus, and we had some extra programs and things for them to try to win them over. So, other than that, I, I may have gone to Target, may have had a bottle of wine, nothing really too exciting. So, at Target, that's that. No, 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 separately, separately. <laughs> we don't drink it. <laughs> Although, not a bad idea. <laughs> well, Target does have better. the wine in a box. Target does have those little portable oh. wine. Have you seen them with the little spigot? It's like it's an adult think- juice aisle. Well. Unfortunately, uh, in Pennsylvania, we don't sell alcohol in stores other than the liquor store, so we're we're not that way. I wish. Oh, that's true. They yeah, don't do that in New York either. They did it in California. Oh, in Ohio they did. I used to. I loved Ohio. Even Indiana sold alcohol at Target, but not, not Pennsylvania. We have drive-through liquor stores in Louisiana. <laughs> For real? I think <laughs> I know. That's, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> that's a good day. That is. Mystery caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Ah! Dallas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. I Googled the air code. I'm like, oh, my God, I know who it is now. <laughs> yes. Hello, darling. How are you guys? Good. Good. How's, how's the family? Sorry, both of you guys were talking. I couldn't make out what you said. Oh. 
He was introducing you to Michael. Oh, hi. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. It's nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, well, ish, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm my over here. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, Kyle said, you know, how's the family? How are you? Uh, well, I'm good. I'm good. It's, um, family is okay. My my dad is still, um, we don't really know all the details just yet. We're still mm-hmm. waiting for him to have his um, MRI. And for whatever reason, it's taking longer to um, get booked in for that. But um, but he's in good spirits, and uh, that's, that's what matters right now, I suppose. So, yeah, we didn't go and see him um, this weekend, so I thought I would call in and see you guys because it's been forever since I've called in. Um, um, this is awesome. So catch us up on you. We just kind of did a how's everybody's weekend. So how have you been? I've been good. I've been... Um, my My husband got a new job um, about... I think three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago mm-hmm. now. So he's um, he's enjoying that, and um, I actually have interviewed for a new position myself. So I'll find out. I think tomorrow. I'm hoping tomorrow, and uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, it's been it's been good. I mean, it's been somewhat stressful with this um, with these issues with my dad, but um, trying just to you know be positive and. Uh, him as much as possible, and uh, yeah, everything everything is good. I mean, there's not too much new other than just been busy living. So yeah, how are you guys doing? Same thing, hanging in there, working. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's been busy like every single day. He's always doing something new. It's kind of awesome. Mm, no, it's just a lot of work. Like I was telling him earlier on Friday, um, we're getting ready for our our fall campaign. So mm-hmm. what we were doing was like we start we we got round one of casting. We did women yesterday, um, Thursday. We did men on Friday, and I said I was at work seven thirty because I was like busy researching the models and that we were gonna um, we were, we approved for casting. I was like, oh my job is so difficult today, looking at yeah. pages and pages of male models. Jeez, you know it's too bad that they weren't like live editions. Like so, True. you take your shirt off. Okay, I need to see the briefs. Take your pants off. <laughs> oh, that's a different. That's a different kind of casting couch, Dallas. Yeah, exactly. Well, we used to Kyle do that for, old movie. for TV commercials. For TV commercials, we used to have get in casting tapes, and they would basically be in, uh, basically in their underwear or their a bathing suit, and the girls too, because you got to see if they have a good body because the clothes won't look good. Right. So, but not anymore. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. But now um, I have several new Instagram feeds to follow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're a professional. I like it. Well, yeah, that's how you see what they really look like. Yes. <laughs> it's not all glammed up. True. <laughs> so, speaking of Kyle's obsession with tweening boys, um, Gosh. I wanted to ask your opinion, everyone. Zayn Malik is no longer part of One Direction. And he's saying that he's leaving because he wants to become a normal 22-year-old. I think it's kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. He knew what he was signed up for. 
he knew what would happen if he pissed in the wind the wrong way. So suddenly he's doing this backtrack. And then there are rumors that he had a drug addiction so that he was actually fired. He didn't quit. Ugh. The queen of tweens. Kyle, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, I'm going to show my age again because what it reminded me of was when Robbie Williams left Take That so many years ago. Oh, and they yes. Had, mm-hmm. They set up a hotline for people to call because of their, they were so upset. Stop it. Yeah, <laughs> they're lying. I, of course, was always a Gary fan, so I was kind of happy when Gary went solo. And then Ooh. it reminds me of when G- Gary Barlow, he was the lead singer of Take That. Um, oh, and then when Ginger left the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was huge. Yes. I mean, I had already yes. had, yeah, I already had my what happened I had to see the show career. without her. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. She has a couple of solo, she has um, a couple of solo albums. Yeah, I've got them all on my yeah, shelf. Here's the difference. Robbie Williams became a superstar after. Ginger, In London. <laughs> mm, 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 not so much. Um, True. Zane said that he doesn't want to perform. He just wants to be normal again. That's why he's leaving. So... Huh. Well, I mean, think about um, it. There's five guys, I'm, I'm just like the Backstreet Boys. It's like I'm sure you just minus one voice and you just change the sound of another guy's voice and you still got One Direction. It's not a big deal. What are your thoughts, Dallas? Well, I'm I'm sort of ashamed that I can say that I I have no idea. Like if I heard a One Direction song, I wouldn't know it's One Direction unless someone told me. Neither. But I should we think, all sing our favorite to you? <laughs> yeah, serenade me, please. <laughs> Just blame um, Canada. Say, 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 One Direction never made it to Canada. That's what you can do. Oh, they have though. The thing is, <laughs> before you serenade me, let me get a glass of wine because I might need it to get me through that. <laughs> oh, I uh, missed you. Well played. <laughs> I I think um, the nice thing for this fellow who's choosing to leave though is that if he feels he wants to go and be normal let him go and be normal i mean the last thing we need is like another you know male version of Lindsay lohan who's cracked out drunk out of her mind so if this kid if he does have an addiction problem let him go off and be in peace and and you know he he has a better chance of of staying sober outside of the limelight than he does if he stays in this group. So, you know, let him go. And he could have been, you know, the type like um, Victoria was in the Spice Girls, where she couldn't right. really sing anyhow, and she was more the the look of the group, right. if you will. Mm. So, you know, they they We're, might not really suffer that <laughs> way. We're going to get a lot of Twitter hate because of this conversation. <laughs> well, here's how they formed. So... They were all individually on, I think, like the X Factor or something like that. And Simon Cowell decided to band them all together as a group. He can actually sing, but also, too, while he was in the group, he did leave the group for a little bit to go to rehab. So it is known that he has a drug problem. But I kind of think that the people behind One Direction put it out there, oh, you know, it's because of his addiction, to kind of make it, seem like, well, no one quits the band. You know, no one's going to quit on. So we're going to make it seem like, you know, his drug problems played a part in it. Um, Michael, what are your thoughts? 
Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge One Direction fan, and so the news caught me off guard. First, they announced that he was, you know, leaving the tour, but, you know, don't worry, he's coming back, and I thought, oh, okay, thank goodness. And then a couple of days later, they said he was leaving for real. <laughs> and I like, okay, I don't know if the drug stuff is real. I don't, I don't know that part, you know. But if, if what he says, if he just wants to leave and try to be a normal twenty-two-year-old, what I say to that is, they've been together for five years. When you go into this at age seventeen, you're, he was just trying to make it. He was trying to help his family. You know, you don't know, you don't know exactly what you're signing up for. And you know. There's, I don't know how normal he'll be able to be if he leaves, but he's been in there for five mm-hmm. years. He's got all this money. He'll never have to work again. If that's truly what he feels, then, I mean, good for him. Um, yeah. It'd be nice. And, and now they'll sell even more tickets if there's ever a reunion tour. So um, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of Backstreet Boys. Kevin Richardson left. No one even really remembers that. They made albums with <laughs> um, <laughs> they they're, they're good. At, they're good with four people. They're going to be fine. People are still going to love them. It's just sad because he was my second slash third favorite boy member. They would kind of take turns, him and Harry, you know, between that. Niall, as long as Niall's there, I'm okay. But thank God it wasn't Niall. Is Niall the blonde? Absence, I think he, is. Turns. he is. Oh, see, I like Liam. Oh, I, I like Liam, too. But uh, but they're all good. They all have their, 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 um, their good points. Hmm. Well, um, speaking of Sticking on the music, um, I had to re-listen to Madonna's video, um, interview with Howard Stern. I'm just so fascinated by it and how um, open and honest she was. I also um, listened again and I heard more stuff. And I'm still shocked and fascinated by this woman, like crazy. Um, Kyle, did you listen to it? No, not all of it. Sorry. What part did you stop at? Well, I kind of just like bounced around, and like I said, it took me forever to realize that was actually her her, her new voice. So I just kind of she was talking about how like, <laughs> I watched the, I listened to I, I listened to the one part where she was talking about some song that's on the album that made her smile at the interview, and then I turned it off because I had to call you. Oh my god! And um. He's explaining. He's saying that she has a new voice because she had a British accent and she lived in Great Britain. Um, and off air, Michael was saying, you know, Start it sometimes that. when you what? Nothing. <laughs> oh, such a bitch. Um, Michael was saying, you know, sometimes when you move somewhere, you embrace the culture, and she embraces the accent. And I totally agree with him. Um, Michael, what are your thoughts on the interview? Well, oh, sorry, sorry, wait. Kyle, did you have anything more to say? No, I think I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, have you missed that? I have, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, your thoughts? Yeah, um... So I I I enjoyed it. I, I'm an hour into it, so I've got twenty about twenty five minutes left, and um, I, nothing really surprised me because it's, that's just how Madonna is, and she's always open in her interviews, and she she always kind of lets you inside. And whether no matter what you think of her music or this album or that album, like she always kind of lets you know how it is. And so I always enjoy kind of hearing her perspective on things, and kind of especially through the years as she evolves, when you kind of hear that in her responses too. So. 
Um, yeah, she did sound different. She sounded a little hoarse. She sounded, you know, a little deeper. So I'm just assuming she was a little sick maybe. She did have a cold. She was coughing. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was. They And they mm-hmm. just say they were going to freeze everything down afterwards or, uh, or lights all everything. So, it was no, I liked it. I liked it. I, I want to listen to it again. And I liked the part when they were talking about, um, you know, when she got fired from Dunkin' Donuts, when she was, you know, first in New York, and how she got fired from, like, being a, a coat girl at a tea room or whatever, and how her friend was like, well, when you got fired, didn't you just say, I'm Madonna? And she's like, but I wasn't Madonna then. I mean, I was, but that didn't happen. Clearly, they couldn't see the future, and I just thought that was yeah. so funny. <laughs> oh, there's Kyle. And also, what I loved about it was she told us about that, Iconic performance on MTV's Video Music Awards, where she like a virgin. Yeah, yes. Yeah. What happened was, for people who didn't listen, she was walking down the cake and her shoe fell off, so she kind of stumbled and wanted to put it back on, and she fell, and her butt was showing on stage, so she was trying to roll over to cover her butt, and everyone was like, "Oh my God!" Like that was shocking, and then she got done with the performance, got backstage, and her manager was like, your career is over. You're done. I can't believe you did that. And she was like, uh, okay. And then I think, you know, it's one of her most iconic performances. Whereas we're thinking she's just being shocking and she's being lewd and all this other stuff. And to hear the background of that, I was like, oh, my God. I had no idea. And, it's and then, of course, you know, before. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and it's from, you know, it's from, and we're talking like 1984. This is way before social media. Mm-hmm. This is before internet. And so it wasn't in that, that place where, like, artists are always feeling like they have to one-up each other or, oh, she did this, now I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. I mean, like, it was, right. like, no one had done this before, you know. So, I mean, we totally would have believed that it was calculated. But the fact that it may have just been accidental, I mean, I believe that, too, because she wasn't competing against this buddy. And we've already talked about the case incident last time, right? I can't remember. About the what? Did we talk about the cave incident, how she fell? Um, I don't know if we have. Okay. So what happened was she was walking with the cave up the stairs at the that performance she just did, and there was a magnet that attached it around her neck, but it kept falling off, so her and her fashion coordinator or whatever decided to tie it. And so at the certain cue, the two girls are supposed to rip it right off. Well, her and her person tied it too tight. So when she went to go pull the string to untie it, it didn't come off. So they ripped it on cue and she fell backwards. But because everybody else was already in place looking away from her, nobody helped her up. And she whacked her head on the the ground. She got up, performed, and then... After she was done, she went home. She fired everybody. Looked at her. No, she didn't. She said, "That's the thing. If you listen to it, because Howard asked, how many people did you fire?" She said, "I was more mad at myself than anybody else. They did their jobs. Everybody else did their jobs. I was the fool. I took responsibility. See, you just don't know, Madge, like we do. Yeah. Me me and Michael, we know Madge now. We go way back. We knew her before she was Madge." <laughs> That's London's London Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone Yeah Yeah Yes, um, yes. Oh you even know Her confirmation name <laughs> mm-hmm, I know her confirmation name I thought it was Interesting too How she said Howard Howard asked 
the um, most amazing question. He said, you know, is it cool meeting other celebrities? She's like, you know, it's really funny because other celebrities are weird being friends with other celebrities. And so she didn't name drop, but it made sense why she wasn't no longer friends with certain people who are so obsessed with celebrity, what about Um And she's still friends with Rosie, which was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have a different view of her from that interview. Did you listen to it, Alice? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know where she stands. <laughs> I freaking love you. <laughs> I mean, I did. I got the link that you sent me, but I haven't listened to it yet. And it's really interesting. To. Oh my god! Okay. Um, another topic I wanted to discuss because it kind of pissed me off, and I know that sounds weird. So, J Lo started dating this guy Casper Smart, and they were like hot and heavy, he was a younger man and everyone was like, oh my god, I can't believe she's dating somebody younger. Then all of a sudden they broke up. And I was like, huh. Well, they were so good together, you know. Everybody hated them together, but then they looked good together and whatever. But then her movie, The Boy Next Door came out where she was involved with a younger man in the movie. And there are rumors that her and the co-star were together. Then... Months after the movie, her and Casper are seen, like, together, and it's confirmed that they're back together. Why I mention this is this. There's a story out that says they were actually dating the whole time, but because they were each doing separate projects that they pretended to break up. So my beef with that is not that J-Lo is any importance to me whatsoever, but I'm so sick of celebrities trying to manipulate us. And if you guys are together, just be together. Who cares what movie projects you have? I just think it's kind of ridiculous that they break up for a movie, which I don't even know what kind of project Casper was doing, that he had to appear to be broken up with J-Lo. Sweetie, that was your claim to fame. Stick to that. Um, so my question to you guys is, how do you feel when the celebrities start, like, making these, like, weird sort of publicity games, kind of like the whole Robert Pattinson really was in love and dating Kristen Stewart. I mean, anyone who saw that relationship knew she was a lesbian and he was just waiting for her to die. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts on that whole celebrity scheme that they have? I am still, I was silently laughing because last week you brought up Eva Mendez out of the blue. And today we're talking about J-Lo and a movie that she did months ago that we're still talking about. So I love how I finally rounded to the corner about celebrity speak and you picked J-Lo. But I love that. That's what I love about you. Um, I love it because it's like, you know what? I, I freaking love all this celebrity stuff. You can see right through it. It's fun. This is their job. I mean, you know, it goes, it's I don't know. It's, it, I just eat all this stuff because it's just fun. It's some, it gives us us something to talk about. I mean, if it wasn't the case, you wouldn't be bringing it up. I mean, so you have to secretly kind of enjoy it. It's just kind of fun. 
You know, it's my thing is that oh. it, you you see all this BS that goes on, and then when you find out they're just real, it's kind of interesting, you know. But it's like we give them this celebrity. They wouldn't be a celebrity if it wasn't for us. People watching their movies, mm. patronizing them, buying their fragrances, whatever. It's just fun. I mean, I I don't care. The fact that it was J Lo that brought us to this conversation was a little different story, but still. <laughs> I just don't like the like I don't know. I don't like when celebrities like manipulate us and like lie to us. And by the way, just you brought it up, but Eva's backtracking says she she likes sweatpants. She hates jeans, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't understand even... a word you just said. What do you mean? I didn't hear what you just said. Oh, you didn't hear it. Oh, turn up your battery. Can you hear that? Direct referencing. Oh. Um. So Eva said that she actually does love sweatpants. She hates jeans. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for closing the Eva Mendez loop. It's been bugging me all. Yes, the Eva Mendez case has been closed. Oh, thank Michael, God. Michael, what are your thoughts? Oh, on Eva Mendez or... or no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, a bitch is getting fired up. <laughs> I, so, I don't know. I think it depends. It, 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 I don't know about J-Lo. I, I, I know that I would like to be her friend. I see her on American Idol, and I like to think we could be neighbors and have a good time together. But um, I don't know. I go back to... Um, uh, Jen Lilly, who plays uh, Teresa on Days of Our Lives, and she came out with an tattoo that she's secretly been married, you know, for years, you know, and but the reason that she never admitted that and um, and always took her wedding ring off in public and things like that was, you know, until she had a contract job, she was a working actress, and her age range was like she could play 16, she could play up to you know 35 or whatever, and um, when the people found out she was married, she automatically kind of was viewed as older and wasn't always up for the younger roles, so. For her, she kind of lied to us in that sense because she's trying to pay her bills. And then when she got a contract job on a, you know, a network show, you know, she could let the guard down. So I feel sometimes it makes sense, um, and other times it just is dumb. So I don't know. I guess if I like the person, I can go with their reasons, and if I don't, I'll hate them even more. So, <laughs> yeah. You're the nicest, you're, you're the nicest bitch I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, yeah, I guess I didn't see it that way before. You're like my voice of reason. Um, I'm like, oh, I'm your Oprah. Time. I'm making you look at it differently. Yeah. Dallas, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I feel like if people are are upset because celebrities are pretending to be with someone or someone else. I mean, check yourself. I mean, they're just people. I mean, if mm-hmm. if you're upset by it, maybe you follow these people too closely. Like, who cares if they're pretending not to be together? I will say the whole pretending thing, and they had their own projects. It's clearly that J-Lo's people were like, oh, you should be single to promote your movie. Quote, single. Like, he... he who cares? Like, um, what, what is he a dancer? Like, if he's a dancer, who cares yes, if he's yes. in some new video? Right. We don't know if he's in another video. Clearly, it's her people that are saying, you know, right. you should be quote single for for this time of, you know, period of time, whatever. So, 
but I don't care. I mean, who cares who people are sleeping with or dating or whatever? Like, the, it doesn't Well, I'm going to be friends with these people in, in a few years. I want to make sure, you know, that I'm straight and narrow. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Right. After myself. Shut up, bitch. Um, well, so far so, you've got the Latina vote with Eva and Jado. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard um, Angelina Jolie She had a double mastectomy A couple years ago Because she was 80% She had an 80% chance of breast cancer Well she actually just had her ovaries And fallopian tubes removed Because she had a 50% chance of ovarian cancer Um, My question to you guys Is if you knew Like there was a history Of let's say testicular or prostate cancer, would you guys do that preventative surgery too? Dallas, would you? Well, you know, first I think, um, you know, like I read the sort of the essay that um, Angelina wrote for the New York Times, Mm. and she was sort of, um, like she's very smart, and and she, Mm -hmm. you know, she's educating a lot of people. I think the big thing for me in in this quote educational piece that she's doing is um you know in the states you guys pay for your health care and so mm-hmm. it's, to me it's easy for a woman with her financial ability to have all of these procedures mm-hmm. done you know stand up on her horse and say I'm choosing to do this this is education you guys sh- you know you should do this you know a regular mm-hmm. person who's told the same thing you know you have x percent chance of this might not be in the same situation that Financial she's in position. Mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to have all of these procedures so on one hand I'm like oh it's great that she's giving awareness but on the other hand it's like well great that you're able to do this, but for everyone else that you're writing to, you know, sucks mm. to be you sort of thing. Like, it would be great if, um, you know, like if maybe she started, like, some sort of charity house where, you know, like she helped people mm-hmm. who couldn't afford these procedures be able yep. to have those procedures. Um, so that's just my one little beef with that. But, you know, I think if I found out you know, like it's X percent chance, I think I I would totally do that because I would rather live a longer life than have my life cut short because of, um, you know, a disease. So that's what I I would do it given the chance, yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that, um, that she's not going that extra step. She's just saying, okay, this is what you do, but she's not Mm -hmm. going that extra step. I didn't even think of that. That's a great point. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts? I'm kind of like in the same camp. You know, it, for me, if, if I were to find out something was that likely, I, I would probably have to think long and hard about doing something, something so preventative. But, I mean, if I think, mm-hmm. like to Dallas's point, that it's going to extend my life a little bit longer as opposed to possibly cut it short even um a few months just because, you know, you have to deal with everything, I think I could would want to do that as well because it's like you just kind of want to have the best life possible. And if you have the 
mm-hmm. ability to do so, as we were talking, whether it be financial or, you know, job stability, whatever it takes, if you have the ability and you choose to do it, then that's great for you. I mean, it's a really good opportunity because it's like, yeah, you're getting educated about it, but it's also you're kind of, I think, and like for people like who have kids and stuff like that, it's also good for them because it's like you could extend the family. But um, mm-hmm. I do agree. It's like Angelina Jolie, yes, I mean, she's got the means to do so but it's just it's also i kind of was a little sad a little bit because it's like this poor woman has been you know and not that she's been through so much but like a double mastectomy and now this like that's a that's a lot for i would think for a woman so she's she's a pretty darn strong person to kind of do this as well you know because that would that would that's a lot to take i mean i'm, I'm sure and she's not like she- and she doesn't need to worry about having more kids. I mean, she's bought half of them already, mm. so she can just buy more. Oh, but, um, my God. <laughs> um, so, oh. Well, and Brad's at the age that he's shooting blank. Right anyway. when he gets serious and True. You, you get behind him, he has to say one little bitchy thing. What do you mean, like? Anyway, um, yeah, I agree. I, um, I she has been through a lot. I mean, whether she's a celebrity or not, she's been through a lot. She got the double mastectomy because her mother died of breast cancer. She didn't want to put her kids through that. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, man, it sucks. That's probably why she has no female friends because she's so miserable, you know? Well, I mean, Flexible think about what heart. she's been through, poor thing. She's been through, you know, yeah. Billy Billy Bob Thornton breaking up with her brother. Oh, no, she's been in um, <laughs> that, that that Antonio Banderas movie. I mean, this woman oh. has had a hard life. <laughs> oh man, stealing you, the you thunder from Winona Ryder. A whole minute. Oh yeah, I can't. my God. Oh, never mind. I, I gotta move on to the angel of the group. <laughs> Uh, Michael, what is your what are your thoughts? Um, oh, I don't know. I feel it's one of those things. Like everyone has been saying, you know, like I certainly have do not have the means, you know, for for anything like this. So it's kind of like what whatever I think will it will it mean anything? You know, I like to think that I would do what was best, but when it's when you're confronted with that choice to make, it just it seems no matter what decision you make, it seems rough and. You know, my my mm. mom died from breast cancer when I was 12, and we watched her suffer for almost three years. And uh, we have cancer all over our family, and it just seems like if there was a way to kind of um, fix that or get out of that or kind of like, you know, do some preventative work, that we would be all over it. Um, unfortunately, I think it does come down to our health care system and most people not having the means, you know, even if they, they know that they're probably going to get cancer at some point, um, we're not able to kind of stop it. So I think I would be for mm. but... I'd have to be in that predicament, I guess, and I'd have to see, like, what my means were, because um, they're certainly far less than the Jolies. Right. But does Obamacare cover you guys for that sort of thing now? Hmm. I don't really understand Obamacare. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah Did I you don't sign know. up for it, though? Did, Did I what? Sorry? Did you sign up for it? No, because I already have I my own yeah. um, in my company. Yeah. Oh, I see. Same here. Yeah. I think it's like the free health care, right, Kyle? I think so. Like for people who can't afford it through their work, you sign up for Obamacare. It's like the um, the basic coverage or whatever. My, <laughs> They give you cell phones, and my aunt 
has an Obamacare cell phone, so I was visiting her, and all I could see was her, like, waving her hand in the air with a cell phone trying to get a signal. I don't know. I just thought it was so funny, and it's so wrong of me to laugh at her, but I totally did. Um, yeah, so the last kind of serious topic I want to talk about was Kerry Washington, um, when she got an award at the GLAD, GLAD Awards and Recognition of Excellence or whatever, and she made this speech. And the speech kind of blew me away a little bit because, I don't know, I kind of... Do you ever see somebody, like Carrie Washington, I see her and I, you know, she's on Scandal. And I, I, I don't think that she's a dumb person, not at all, but I just don't, I guess I never thought she had the capacity that she does. Like, I, I guess I didn't think that she was a deep person. And in her speech, she was basically saying, you know, women, people of color, disabled, all of us are set up to be pitted against each other when we actually should be working together. And it's funny that she says that because I saw someone on Twitter saying, why do black women feel that gay men are stealing their attitudes? And I just think it's wrong. Um, I agree. I don't think any, we're all basically minorities, so I don't understand what the infighting is. But I just um, wanted to say that I thought that her speech was awesome, and I'll tweet it out after. Did any of you catch her speech at all? No, no. she had made one, but I think I read an article, but I I have not watched the the actual video, so I've not seen it or heard it. Okay. Well, I'll tweet it out. Um, You do know it was scripted, right? What? You do know her speech was scripted by someone. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You're ruining this Uh, moment. (laughs) Totally. No offense to Kerry Washington. Did she have a piece of paper in her hand as she as she accepted yes, her yes. award? Oh, yeah. So someone totally wrote yes. it for her. And you know what? Yeah. That's the thing I really dislike. You win this award, and you have to go up and you have to have a piece of paper in your hand. I can't stand people that are like that. It was like Patricia Arquette at the Oscars. Yeah. Like, Go from your go from the heart in in the moment. Like who cares if you forget people? It's a much more genuine reaction if you just say what's on your mind. Like I I hate when people in award shows go up there and then they whip out the like fuck well, you you thought to win you're not deserving to win then. Well, and Dallas Patricia Arquette won like every award, so she basically gave a a, a version of that same speech at every award show. You'd think she'd have it down pat by now. <laughs> and I saw the movie. I, I the movie to, to me. She knows her lines. And she she didn't even, in my opinion, she didn't even deserve to win because I saw the movie and she wasn't even that great in the role. Like the whole scene where she cried, she did not shed one tear. You can't pretend to cry in a movie and not actually shed a tear. Like some actresses can generally cry. Oh God. Terrible. Well, choice. just so that you know, when I win my Oscar, I'm going to go up there with paper in my hand because I'm forgetful and I have important points to make, okay? Can't hang on. Hey, but and you'll tell us in advance. Exactly, so we can, they can mute it. Patricia Arquette <laughs> should have been tweeting, like, the morning of, FYI, if I win, I'm going to have a piece of paper. I would have been like, okay, bitch, bitch, <laughs> accept, acknowledge us that. 
The worst was Jennifer Connelly, though, when she went for A Beautiful Mind. I mean, she, at least Patricia Arquette reads the paper and looks up and gets the mind contact. Jennifer Connelly pulled out the piece of paper and read directly from the thing. Like, like she was all nervous and everything. I'm like, well, you're probably nervous because you were undeserved of the award. But still, wait, wait, wait. Hang it on. was awful. <laughs> and she just you read it. think if you have a piece of paper that you would practice in the mirror. You know, here's, I'm going to read, okay, I'm going to look at the audience here. I know the next couple words. And God forbid you actually know the next sentence or two. You know, like use use color markers so you know when to look and, and <laughs> <you can> actually <laughs> memorize. Like you're a fucking actress. Memorize some of your speech for crying out loud. No, hang on a minute. You guys what already you... said that they're just people, so they're not no. expected to do The, the thing I always things, remember... So. The thing I always remember is, like, it's whenever they are on award shows, it's like sometimes it's all, you have to remember that they're actors, so it's not always so genuine. But it's like mm-hmm. some of them, like the Sharkette, once they get on stage, they forget they're an actor. It's like, oh, now I'm a real person, so I'm going to talk like, I'm going to read this. Like, exactly, they're know. real people. But for her, I didn't mind because I, you know, I slightly disagree with you, Dallas, because I saw the movie. I, I really liked her. I just, I... Um, I don't know if there was someone else that was more deserved that last year, but I thought she was really good. But I agree that last scene was like her supposed to be her really gut wrenching scene, and it really wasn't mm-hmm. the scene where she like took the kids away from the the alcoholic father and left. That was more powerful than the end scene. Oh, just give the movie away, why don't you? Oh my God, I it's thought, three fucking hours. I <laughs> thought that Ethan Hawke is better than he than was her. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're, I, I don't know that I saw any of the other movies where the other girls were nominated, but I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's winning the award when she wasn't even the best one in the movie. Why is Melissa Anyhow. Ordway doing a Stellara commercial? Never mind. She probably um, did it before she got this murder story on Y&R because soap actors are paid per episode, and she wasn't in very many episodes, so she's like, oh, I'll do this on the side, so at least I have a paycheck. And now she got this new bad storyline, so she probably didn't need to do it, but what's done is done. <laughs> exactly. I love how we were we'll supposed to forget that, um, that she, um, when she replaced Emmy Ryland, that we said, oh, did she also grow four feet? Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's on Amazon. I wanted to segue into something fun um, since we're talking about Hollywood and specifically the Oscars. Did you guys know that Reese Witherspoon produced Gone Girl and she produced it wanting to play the role? But David Fincher said, mm, you're not icy enough. <laughs> so they actually considered Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> because they felt she was icy enough. But she thought it would be weird to work with Ben again. So Rosamund Pike, she actually auditioned and she got the role. Um, another thing that I thought was kind of funny, Tom Cruise John, had oh, signed on to play Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to play Iron Man so bad. He was waiting, waiting, waiting. They didn't get financing, so he went on to do World of Worlds with... Steven Spielberg, and then John Favreau said, hey, what about Robert Downey Jr.? And the, the studio was like, mm, 
he's had a drug problem. We don't want to really sign him. They're like, no, no, no. John said, he's trying to make a comeback. You should sign him. So he did, and now he's Tony Stark. I just thought that was cool. Uh-huh. Um, bitch. Another one that kind of surprised me was that Robert De Niro wanted to do a comedy after he did Raging Bull. Wow. <laughs> so Penny, he, he approached Penny Marshall, and he was cast as Josh Baskins in Big. But because there was a salary dispute, he had to drop out, and they went back to their first choice, which was Tom Hanks. Oh, my mind good? is blowing. I know. Next thing yeah. you know, next next thing you know, you're going to tell us that Eric Stoltz was fired from Back to the Future, and Michael J. Fox replaced him. Oh wait, that happened. Correct. <laughs> you're doing your research. I want to add something fun, Kyle. Stop being a brat. <laughs> <laughs> These random spillages that you're giving us are hilarious. And you're not not one mention of John Hamm going to rehab. Ugh. Because I don't care about that big dick boo there. Um, oh. Jo- oh. Johnny but you'll, you'll drag out Eva Mendez and sweat her. <laughs> You're bringing her up again? Move on yeah, I want to give her. I want to give her as much attention as you obviously think she's deserving of. <laughs> Are you done, bitch? I'm quite done. Mm. Sick of forking her. When Johnny Depp was auditioning for Jack Sparrow, he came in as the Jack Sparrow we know, and the studio said, uh, I don't really like it. And he's like, no, no, this is going to be good. And they're like, mm, no. He goes, either trust me or fire me. So they went with what he had. And that was my last tidbit. I actually like them, Kyle. Do you have any tidbits to share for the class? Well, I didn't know, I didn't know we were supposed to bring random celebrity tidbits to the table. Had I known, I will definitely come up with some. Ugh. What a push. Um, Dallas, do you have any Hollywood tidbits that you randomly know? No. Tragically. <laughs> Tragically, I don't. What about you, Michael? I mean, I do know that Reba McIntyre was considered for the role that Kathy Bates played in Titanic, but I feel that a lot of people know that, so I don't know if it counts. I did not. That's cool. Well, there you go. Kathy's Oscar got her another role. (laughs) (laughs) You are so bad, Dallas. Not it's that true, though. It is kind of true. So, let's talk about Genoa City. Um, <sighs> what are your thoughts on this, um, Dallas? Um, I was, I w- I'll say, but like maybe two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I thought it was actually really good. Like, I really like the um, Nikki and Neil stuff Mm -hmm. with hitting Christine and Christine losing the baby. Um, 
I, I feel like it's sort of gone downhill. I really don't like the whole Austin murder storyline. I feel like so much of that would have been better played out live. Like if 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 uh, the writers had actually showed us Austin making this documentary and mm-hmm. the Abby Austin affair, I think that would have been far better than having it all played off off screen. And mm-hmm. the the entire Nicholas has a secret is is just like the worst thing I've mm-hmm. probably seen on daytime and ever. Like you can't yeah. take a character who we've seen for twenty years straight without a break suddenly have mm-hmm. this secret that happened off screen and Sharon is only going to use now to to get Faith. I mean, wouldn't she have mentioned the secret, you know, like the day before they went to court, or like right, well, she said like the day of court, her, like? Well, she said her lawyer told her to use it, but she said no. But it, to me, it, to me, it doesn't make sense that you know she's in court and she's actually going to lose custody. That she wouldn't have used it as to now he's saying, well, I'm going to take away your visitation. Like, custody is more yeah. than visitation. So I think right. you can tell that someone new is writing, and um, mm-hmm. it's just falling flat for me. So. And now they're making it seem like Victor did it behind Nicholas's back. So Nicholas is still kind of innocent because he's going to yell at Victor for covering it up. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny that Victor's yelling at uh, Nick is yelling at Victor for saving his ass. You know, it is a little strange. Michael, what are your thoughts on it? On Young and Restless? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't really watch. Um, so I, general, I can talk about General Hospital, but I, I, I kind of keep up in the, some things about Weiner, but I don't watch it regularly. Oh, hallelujah. Okay. Um, I agree with you, Dallas. I loved it a couple weeks ago. And when I... <laughs> I was very smart because when I was tweeting, I was saying, I love Drunk and the Rest right now. And I kept referencing, like, right now and that it could get bad, and it kind of is. Um, Christine is acting very strange. She's, like, going after everybody. And I get when you're in pain, you know, you go after everybody, but... She's taking it a little far, I think. And, well, and you um, know, the thing, it just happened so quickly. You know, like in the span mm-hmm. of one to two episodes, she was found on the side of the road. She went into emergency surgery. She woke up and she learned that she miscarried the baby. That was in two episodes. If you think about, like, classic soap telling, that would have been, like, two and a half, three weeks of storytelling right there. Mm. And it, he's just going through these plot beats so quickly, I find, that there's no real, like, real aftermath, if you will. So, it's Well, the thing is, they're trying to compete with what the audience today is. So, the audience before liked the slow build, and that was Young and the Rest of the special, but now since probably Kay Alden left, everything moved at such a rapid pace, 
where what made Jim the rest of special no longer exists. You know, so we have these long-kept secrets uh, from Nicholas, who has never been off the show more than a week, you know, like you said. The whole Austin thing is so jarring. It's in every episode, literally every episode, they have a new person they're focused in on that's the killer. It's, it's not cool, it's confusing, and it's convoluted and silly. I just don't like it. I hope they finally find out who did it. And I love how Finn drugged everybody, was part of the mystery, and then he just, poof, he vanished. She's gone. Finn's gone. <laughs> like, hello? I don't know. It's weird. Um, overall, what are you thinking about the show? Me? Yeah. Um... I I I hope he's fired sooner rather than later. Okay. Okay. You know, I I think it's clear that he doesn't have like real character-driven plots. It's more just plot-driven. So. Mm-hmm. So Michael, what's going on at General Hospital? Um. Well, on uh. April 1st, I think that's Wednesday, um, it is their 52nd anniversary show, um, and this whole Luke slash Luke storyline that's been going on for over a year, some people hate it, I love it, and it's coming to a head. We're finally going to find out, you know, what caused this split, uh, we're going to go back into Luke's past, Bobby's past, and their their long-forgotten sister Patricia's past, and the interview this week in, Soaps, in ABC Soaps and Deaths, um, the Tony Geary, the actor, who talks about how um, rather than just kind of doing like a story to kind of delve into someone's past, he said that the, what we're going to find out is actually going to kind of connect all the dots that all the previous head writers have made with Luke, like across the years, it's going to pull it all together. So we know in real life, um, under the old regime, that you know he would be yeah every summer off he'd go to Amsterdam and they'd have to think of some reason to write him out of the show. So apparently this storyline now it's going to you know pull that together and we're going to you know it's going to explain to the viewer like the reasons why he wasn't on screen. So there's so much stuff coming. I I can't wait. So if if that's your storyline of choice then you're going to be excited and if you hate the fluke storyline you're probably going to fast forward through it. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. So that's on Wednesday. And there's a rumor that Duke is die or Duke is going to be killed. There, I don't know. There were there before he said it, in the same interview in the soap magazine. He said that before the fluke storyline started, um, he was kind of getting restless. Uh, he was about to have back surgery, and he was thinking about just quitting. And he didn't want to just quit and be recast or be written off. Like he said, if he was going to quit, he was going to be killed. So, um, but then they kind of proposed this story to him, and it was something that he had never done. And so, I think it's revitalized the character. So, I, I think that those are mostly rumors. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but that's just what I think. Well, well, no, not Luke. Sorry, Duke. Um, Anna's husband or... Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. That's the hard part. Whenever you have mob wars and you hear rumors like, well, so-and-so's going to die, not when they're major players. You know, they kill people that are kind of, you know, lower people. Or, like, or we'll know behind the scenes if someone's contract has not been renewed or if they're being fired. I mean, you kind of hear those things first, and then the storylines happen, so... I don't know how much uh, weight I would put on that story, personally. And how do you like the new Kiki? The new who? I'm sorry? The new Kiki? 
Um, she's growing on me. Uh, she still looks to me um, wrong. Uh, I, I, they could have, even if they would have just dyed her hair brown, just to kind of ease with the transition. They didn't even like write her out for a month to go somewhere. It was kind of like she was gone, and then now she's here. So um, at first it was a little jarring. Um, so I, I miss Kristen Alderson a whole lot. But but the new one, the new girl's doing quite well. Um, so I, I, like right now the the current Lulu, when she was new Lulu, I I, I needed time, and now she's now I don't I forget about the old Lulu because I'm so into the new one. So I know that that will come, um, and she's getting there. She's doing a good job. Okay. Anything else about General Hospital you wanted to mention? Um, not right now. Kyle, have you given up on days completely? I'm giving up on all daytime dramas, yes. He's just living on his side of nighttime drama. Um, Okay. Yes. So what about TV shows? Kyle, do you have any that you're into right now or... You still behind on some? Um, no, it's just the same shows, you know, that I keep watching. Um, yeah, it's just the same. I'm just ready for. It's soon going to be um, repeats because of the the fall season ending. But um, they had a season finale of Heart of Dixie, but it also could be the series finale because I don't know if it's been renewed as of yet. So, and it was a it was mm-hmm. it was a quite good episode. It ended with a little mute, a song and the whole cast together, which was kind of. Nice. So that was basically it. And of course, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion is coming up this week. Lord. And it it just goes to show that Eileen Davidson was the classiest woman on that show. (laughs) She just did not get into any of the crap. She just couldn't. It's just like, no. She even, um, they had an interview with her about, they said something about being scripted, and she said, there's no way this this crazy drama could ever be scripted. She said, and she said, and besides, I would never sign up for something like this and be told what to do. So, hmm. Yeah, I kind of thought it would be scripted, to be honest with you. I mean, I kind of think that maybe some of the um, episodes or scenes are kind of forced because, you know, mm. all of a sudden they're friends with Eileen Davidson, you know, because <laughs> it's like she's on the show now, so you got to kind of make do with a lot of stuff, but. But I think adding her and Lisa Renna to the cast was just kind of brilliant, especially Lisa Renna is hilarious. Okay. And the only scene I saw is when Lisa threw the glass on the table. I thought it was odd that she was so mad. Like, I can understand being mad, like, if she said something like, your husband's a loser. But she said, I can reveal something about your husband. And that's when Lisa just went crazy. It made it seem like, there is something to be revealed. And then Harry Hamlin went on social media and was like, yeah, go, honey. Thanks for defending your man. What? Why would you condone that kind of behavior? I think Kim Richard was insinuating that he had an affair. Oh. I thought she was going to say he's gay. I kind of thought that. To be quite honest. I just thought that he was gay. Um well, she did say that he was playing another gay character, and they were kind of laughed about that how it's all full circle now. <laughs> but why is Kim Richards, is it Kim or Kyle? Which one's the blonde? Kim. Kim is so dramatic. She, in every episode, she's so dramatic. It's like either she's drunk high or screaming. 
And then well, have you never point, seen in the Witch Mountain series? She was dramatic on that, too, even at night. <laughs> <laughs> and these two are Kathy Hilton's sisters, right? Yes. They were actresses. Uh-huh. You didn't know that? Well, they're very you know, bad actresses. No, Kim Richards was in Escape from Witch Mountain. A Dis- she was a Disney actress. Oh. Yeah, like back in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were child, child actresses. Do your research. <laughs> I'm all set with them. Thank you. <laughs> she was actually in a fun um, movie. If you ever want to see an early James Spader, it's called Tough Turf. It was in 1987-88, I think. She's in it. Mm-hmm. James Spader is the lead, and Robert Downey Jr. is in it as well, before he became Robert Downey Jr. So he's probably high. Um, that's cool. Um, Dallas, any shows that you're watching? I think he left. Did he? Yeah, he logged off. He sent us a message. His dad was calling on the other line, so he had to log off. Oh, okay. Hope everything's okay. Um, yeah. Moving on to Michael. Yeah, I, no, no. I just I, General Hospital, sometimes American Idol. That's really all I got. I will say um, I kind of watched half of an episode of The Royals. I was totally bored. I can't. I'm sorry. What is yeah, it? Is it reality? I don't know. Show? Is it real? Is no, it it's, it's it's a scripted E series. Okay. Yeah. But it's it so was just boring. And I was just like, ugh. I am yeah, excited for Wayward Times, though. Oh. What would you say? I said, oh. Have you seen the um, the previews for Wayward Pines? Yeah, I saw the trailer. Oh, my God. It looks amazing, even though it has Terrence Howard on it. I can't stand him. But um, I, I'm looking forward to that because it seems like Twin Peakfish. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I really want to see that. Um, tonight is Secrets and Lies with my hubby, Ryan Philippi. It's so freaking good. Um, and Revenge... Actually, I'm starting to really appreciate Revenge again, even though I really hate that um, Southern Belle girl who I can't even remember her name because I hate her so much. Um, no, I can't stand her. And I don't like the fact that they made Nolan straight again. I hate that. He was gay. He's not he's straight, though. Patrick. He's not straight. But he's in a straight relationship. I hate he it. married her to, to get her money back, and they're really good friends. See, I didn't even know that because I, I don't even pay attention to that storyline. It sucks. Ugh. Do your research. I just want him back with Patrick. <laughs> what? He's got. He's getting a love interest. The, the um, child protective services guy. Whatever. He needs to be back with Patrick. I like them. I like them together. Well, doesn't Patrick have a day boring. job now? Well, he's also get this. Not only is he playing Adam Gabriel, but he's also back on Mistresses. So he's actually chose Mistresses over having the role on Revenge. I'm sure they wrote him out, but still, I wish they kept him. He's so good. Every time Victoria gets on screen and threatens someone, I'm just like, you're so boring. She has no bite anymore. Can they just kill her? 
No. Ugh. No, they got She's rid of the so right boring. people, and they just need to get rid of Margot. Oh, uh, Margot. Uh, she is. She's just as boring as her. And then yeah. to to say what she said about Emily, that Emily pushed her. Are you freaking kidding me? If Emily wanted to hurt you, bitch, you'd be dead. All right. Uh, the show's on its last I leg. I don't even know if it'll be renewed. I think it is. Oh. I think it is. Um, yeah. And then The Walking Dead is tonight the season finale, which I think is... I didn't see last week's episode. I kind of fell asleep through it, but... Um, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it's kind of showing its age as well. I know it's based off of the comic, and the comic still has, like, more issues, but I hate to say it, but it's getting kind of boring. Um, what else do I watch? I think that's it. Oh, American Crime is really getting really good. You guys should check it out. It's an amazing show. Okay. Um, Yeah. Well, I guess that's it for our show. Um, Kyle, any last last words? What are you up to this week? Um, Just back to work. Like I said, we're working on our fall campaign. We have a style out on Friday, on Wednesday. So work, work, work. Nice. Any subject you want to bring up before we go? Any what? Any subject you would like to bring up before we leave? No, I'm good. Thank you, though. Okay. Michael? Um, not really anything going on this week. Um, um, I know Easter's this weekend, um, so my family and I are um, headed into Cleveland for Sunday for actual Easter uh, for our family get-together. And on Saturday, my extended family out here, um, they host uh, an Easter egg hunt in their yard. They have a lot of land, and they fill over a 1,000 plastic eggs with, you know, candy and pennies and little toys and things. And anyone who's even remotely related to our family, if you have kids, you are welcome. And so it's just a big fun free-for-all. So we've got that coming up this weekend. So just some family stuff. Um, that's about it. Okay. Any last topic you'd like to bring up before we go? I mean, other than Eva Mendez, I think I'm okay if we could talk about her one more time. Well, you know, one thing we didn't talk about that we should have, why didn't we bring up Indiana? Oh, my goodness. Why not? You slept out J-Lo and gave Eva Mendez 20 minutes, and we could have talked about something important. That's why I said any last topic you would have to bring up but Indiana, this thing with Indiana shouldn't be a, a, an offside. Any other topics we want to talk about after we get just saying? Yeah, that's you're spending more time. Sorry. You're spending more time talking about talking about it than talking about it. Get to the point, bitch. Bring it up. I'm just saying it's just kind of crazy that something like up. this is actually happening. Bring it up, girl. I don't know anything about it. That's why I didn't discuss it. Bring it what up. What do you mean you don't know anything about Go. it? You seriously don't know anything about it. Go. Indiana signed a fo- uh, the Religious Freedom Act bill that uh, businesses can deny service to gay people based on their religious freedom, on their religious beliefs. Hmm. It's it's legal to discriminate. 
Wow. Based yes. on your yes. your religious beliefs in Indiana. And other states are put the bill on theirs too. And all of these huge companies, Salesforce, Angie's List, are backing out of Indiana. The mayor of San Francisco will not even fund um, people who work the government travel to the state of Indiana. They won't fund it. It's it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, and there's crazy. no there's no and there was no real reason for it because religion exactly. was not persecuted, and it's just like it's under this guise of oh well we're just trying to protect it and this and that and they tried to sell it as well what if you were a gay person owning a t-shirt shop and a, and a, and an evil Muslim came in and wanted to have t-shirts printed that said I hate faggots you would want the freedom to turn them down that was the like the the devil's advocate position that they gave and but it it, it it's already protected I mean you don't have to do this like and they say it's not a not a bail attempted discrimination, but that's all that it is. And, yeah. And, yeah. And it's just, and it's unfortunate because, for a lot of reasons, but um, Indiana was one of the more recent states that had legalized gay marriage. So there was all, and people did not expect that from Indiana. Having lived in Indiana for four years with, you know, cornfields and conservatives, I, I never saw that day coming. I thought we would be like number 50. Um, so that happened, and I thought, oh, well, go Indiana. I love Hoosiers. And then this kind of came out of nowhere. So, I don't know. It's not good. And no. a, and and people even in the state, like the mayor of Indianapolis, are saying like, no, we are not. This is not us. We are against this. And and all and the friends I know, like, part of me wants to say like, thank God I got out of Indiana. But all the people and the friends that are left behind do not think this way. And it's unfortunate right. that the whole state is kind of looked at as ooh that place when really it's the stupid law that the governor said let's do it. Well, it's like when Colorado was known as the hate state. You know, it wasn't every yeah. place in Colorado, and now it's Indiana. And I, granted, I yeah. totally agree that it's, it's not everybody in Indiana, but the state mm-hmm. is going to suffer because of this. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just it's just nuts to think that this could happen. Yeah. In 2015. Yes. Mm. Yikes. So sorry, David. I really thought that you were kidding that you didn't know about it. Cause, I mean, it's been all over the news. That's all I've been seeing. I don't watch the news. I, I try to avoid it. Well, this is this is this was pretty big. So, and I just felt remiss if we didn't any talk other about topic it. I mean, you would like to talk about before we go. So March Madness. I am number two in my bracket at work. <laughs> That's basketball, David. Some of basketball up your ass. <laughs> eh, mm. Not into basketball. Not into sports. Period. Although my friend, my coworker, is dating somebody who might go pro football. That's cool. I can't say anything more than. Um, cool. I still can't believe that's crazy. I wonder. If there was, like, a legal loophole that made this all possible there, that's why it went through. Because it just seems, like you said, Michael, kind of out of the blue, you know? Yeah. It's hmm. funny, though, when it's, when it's worded as Religious Freedom Act, they mean Christian Freedom Act. I mean, like, if a yeah. Muslim yeah, corporation exactly. or if an atheist corporation or Jewish corporation, I mean, okay, maybe not that, because that's a little more mainstream, but I mean, like, say, like Satanism, if they wanted to come forward and say, we are going to do this, even though that's law protects mm-hmm. that in theory, you know that there's going to be a whole other outcry. Like, no, exactly. that's not what we intended. Right. Well, say what you mean then. Don't call it what it's not. Right. Exactly. And I also wonder, too, you're saying this comes out of the blue. How long has this been in the works for? That's the scary part. 
because it could have been in the works for decades, for for months, for I, I don't know how long. But it's just scary that this is coming up now. And like Kyle said, it's going to be passed in other states. It's going to be interesting to see which states, because a lot of states yeah. have already approved gay marriage. So is this like the way around it? I, I don't understand, I guess. Yeah, the part that I hate is that we're, you know, in theory we are the United States of America, that is our name, but really we are 50 little countries. And if you want to move or yeah. take a job or look at options, you have to do your research about does my marriage count? Can I get married? Will I lose my mm-hmm. job? Can I be fired? I mean, we're not, and maybe the majority who this doesn't necessarily affect them don't have to think about that on a daily basis, but um, but you really do have to look at, like, what does this mean for you in your life and are you welcome where you even live? Mm. Good point. Yeah. I wonder what Madonna has to say about it. We should ask her. <laughs> Get her on next week. In her American accent. Exactly. And with that, Although, I, and I, will, I, will, I will say in, in her defense that she had the beginnings of a British accent before she even met Guy Ritchie. I think she always yeah, wanted to have a did. different accent and she I was agree. like, this is my chance. Mm. So, not to say that's why she married him, but um, it's, she certainly fell into that role. Yeah, she became yeah. British before she had one insider. Yes. Yeah. Oh. oh my God. He's been <laughs> waiting to say that. <laughs> well, That's thanks guys for joining me tonight. And thanks, Dallas, for um, joining us. That was a nice little surprise. Um, I hope your dad's okay. And I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Same to you. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea. 